Okay, let's do it. Hello there and welcome to another interesting stuff where we dive into a topic of interest in the homeschool educational supplement. Yes, we touch on topics that other people kind of ignore. It passes them by, but um, we stick our noses in and see what we can find out and learn. And today we are looking at etiquette in Victorian relationships. So have you ever had that awkward situation where you walk into a lift and you don't know if you should say something or not say something? Maybe you're not exactly sure where you should stand. You know, how close to another person should you be? Well, that's etiquette. It's what we should do socially to be polite, to be nice to other people. And it's very difficult to know what the right thing is to do socially because it's different at different ages, it's different at different times, it's different in different countries, in different cultures, in different religions. But anyway and either way, there's always a right way and a wrong way to do things. So let's check out how relationships were, let's say, organized in Victorian society. For example, did you know that an unmarried Victorian young woman was always chaperoned at every social event she attended? At dances, for instance, etiquette dictated she could not dance more than twice with the same man. For his part, her partner would not dare to take her hand until it was offered to him. And my, how things have changed! Um, the dances have changed. The music has changed. <laughs> All those social patterns and habits have changed. What do you think? Was it better back then? Well, let's have a look at a few more examples. And in our first example, we're going to realize just how tough life was way back in the Victorian times, which is the time of Queen Victoria, which is, oh, how far back are we going? About 150 years, I imagine. Right, let's take this example. And so a young man is standing in a crowded park and he sees a beautiful young woman twirling a blue parasail on her shoulder. He suddenly recognizes her. It was the girl from the dance. The young man could hardly believe his luck. He had not been able to stop thinking about her since the day they had met the evening before and shared two dances. His heart raced as she approached and smiled. And so he smiled back and raised his hat. She walked past him without even a flicker of recognition, her glance passing over him and moving swiftly on. He was puzzled. But his friend explained gently that although the couple had been introduced for the purpose of a dance, this was not the same as a social introduction. The man flushed and went red, embarrassed by his error. A subtle code of conduct governed every aspect of Victorian social life. This was known as the cut, and it was one of the deadliest weapons of that social code. Because if a woman was approached by an unknown man, she could completely ignore him. 
and yet at the same time somehow make him aware that the act was no accident. Mm. Actions with double meanings. Mm. <laughs> it's upside down world. No is yes and yes is no as long as you can read the signs. Mm. And so upper class woman, known as ladies of ample leisure, which just means they had a lot of free time, were the keepers of complex books of codes and rules that governed social life. The strict protocol of etiquette made sure that different social groups remained separate and was useful for keeping poorer or socially undesirables at bay. Yep, so basically, if you knew the rules you were in, and if you didn't, you were out. You know, there might still be some kind of truth in that way of doing things today. I'm not sure. I guess everybody's experience is different, but there are still social classes and they still have their rules. But let's dive in to another example of etiquette in Victorian relationships. This is the ritual of calls. And of course, calls meaning visits, because this is before the time of uh, telephones. And so these calls began with what were called morning calls. Although they were usually made in the afternoon. And there's logic for you. These were made to welcome a well-connected family to a new area or to announce the return of one family to the city from the country or perhaps to offer condolences, congratulations or maintain friendships. Calling cards played an important function in these rituals. Delivering the cards was a woman's responsibility. She could leave her card or leave two cards, a second card on behalf of her husband, and depart. And she would not ask to see anyone in the house, but would leave the card as a suggestion that perhaps people should meet. Alternatively, if the visitor was very well known, they could ask if the lady of the house were at home. And if she were, a meeting of not more than 20 minutes would follow. The visitor was not expected to remove her shawl or bonnet at this time. Yep, don't get too comfortable. <laughs> Moving on, subtle messages could be transmitted through such elaborate rituals. If a personal call was returned by a visit in which a lady simply left a card, it was clear the relationship was not expected to go further. A woman could determine whether her calls were welcomed by the speed and enthusiasm of responders. <laughs> Just imagine somebody like running up to the front door and slapping down a card and running off. Moving on. There were rules for all occasions. Handshakes were a potential minefield of social embarrassment, still are sometimes, you know, whether to grab the hand or grab the wrist or, you know, do, do a knuckle shake or a fist pump or I never know what to do. Anyway, a married woman would extend her hand on being introduced to a gentleman, but a young single woman could not. A man of junior status was expected to wait until his superior offered his hand. In a world where everyone was expected to know their place, etiquette ensured that people knew exactly how to behave. Crazy, isn't it? And you thought life in Victorian England was easier. Well, maybe you didn't. I don't know. Seems they made it complicated for themselves. But rules have reasons. Let's continue. Some other habits included flowers. 19th century gentlemen developed a great enthusiasm for using flowers to send romantic messages. Dictionaries listed the meanings of flowers. 
An azalea indicated temperance, ivy leaves meant friendship, roses were left for beauty, and the lily of the valley left for happiness. And I guess in this respect, a lot of things are still similar today. Girls like flowers. Women like flowers. Grandmothers like flowers. Yay! <laughs> it's a classic. It's a classic. Why not? So some things haven't changed. But some things have. Let's look at one more example of Victorian life. Imagine the situation. It's a crowded ballroom where all London seems to have gathered. A gentleman is standing and he glances at a dark-haired beauty carrying an ivory fan. He knows that she has seen him because their eyes have met briefly. Now she holds the fan fully open in her hand in a gesture that he knows means come and talk to me. Heart pounding, he begins to walk across the floor. But she starts twirling her fan in her left hand. Mm, what could this mean? Well, this signaled that we are being watched. Oh, yeah. So he pauses. Suddenly, she rises from her seat, turns and walks towards the balcony. The closed fan in her right hand in front of her face is a private invitation for him to follow. Fans were an essential item for any woman of fashion in the 18th and 19th centuries, but their true fascination lay in the way they could be used to send romantic messages. In the 18th century, complex fan games were devised in England to spell out messages letter by letter. In the 19th century, a simpler scheme was used in which whole phrases, usually romantic, could be conveyed with a single gesture. And you thought the fans were just to help you keep cool. Hmm, those Victorian women were a force to be reckoned with, for sure. And if you didn't know what you were doing, well, you didn't have a chance. You've got to know the rules of the game. So what do you think? Is life easier now? Is it better? You know, easier is not always better. So our relationships that we have today and the way people meet up, is it better than it was before? I don't know. I don't know about all this digital sphere. I don't know about all this digital dating. I'm not sure that that's the way. Sometimes I long for the classical world and sometimes I don't. Some things get easier. Some things, well, they just go the other way, don't they? Anyway, that's how it was. That was the etiquette in Victorian relationships. I hope that you learned something new. I hope that was interesting for you. If you want a different topic, let me know and I'll be happy to research it and present it to you. As usual, under the video, you will find some comprehension questions. And thank you very much for tuning in and listening. I know that there's a big choice out there for things for people to do today. So I really appreciate the fact that you lent me your ear or ears, perhaps. That's it. Thanks again. Take it easy. Have a great time wherever you are. Speak to you soon. Take care. Goodbye.